What's up guys, it's your boy Shabs here and my co-host It's Mo, how's everybody going? Um, good, 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 I hope everyone had a good weekend um, As you guys know, as we mentioned last week, we'll be moving our recording dates So where we was posting before on Saturdays, we'll now be releasing the podcast on Tuesday mornings So people just got something to listen to on that on your way to work really on a Tuesday um so yeah um let's get into um last weekend's um games this weekend's uh, games of course oh, well this weekend's last weekend is the week before so this weekend's games yes um so of course friday's games aston villa newcastle was postponed um so let's get into saturday cuz everybody game. had covid go on <laughs> well this is the league that we're living in right now, aren't we? Yeah. So, of course, um, first game of the weekend, we had Everton versus Burnley. Um, Everton drawing uh, against Burnley. Having a bit of dip on form right now, aren't they, Everton? Yeah, well, Everton having a dip on form, but Calvert-Lewin definitely isn't. That's another goal, top scorer in the league right now at the moment. Uh, he's on fire. Mm. He's on absolute fire at the moment. Oh mate, he's he is on fire. Like everything that he touches seems like it's always positive, always going towards the goal, always looking for the goal and he's just he's just he's just that striker this year, ain't he? You always got that one striker who's seems like everything that he touches just turns into a goal. And I'm happy for him. Um hopefully he does well for England as well and for Everton um this season. Hopefully he can stay fit. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed, man, fingers crossed. Yeah, he's a good he'll be a good backup to have when Harry Kane needs a needs a rest. Because yeah. um definitely he's definitely a good plan B uh option striker. Yeah. When you just wanna loft it up to to someone in the box. He's that guy, he's that target man, ain't he? Hold the ball up. I'll probably say he's probably better in the air than Harry Kane, if I'm honest with you. But mm. he's a really good striker. He's a really good striker. Um, wait, wait, wait. Mo, are you admitting that another player is better than something than Harry Kane? Am I hearing right? Do you know what? I'm fair. What can I say? That guy, that guy is, that guy's leap and his heading ability is, it's, it's off the chain, man. I'll give that to him. Definitely. Also got after that we had Man City versus Fulham, two 0 win for Man City. Is that a surprise? Is that a shock? No, not really. Um, Fulham's a you know, relegated team in my opinion. Come on, don't down Scotty Park like that. Do you know what it is, right? I'll be honest with you. Do you know coming on coming on speaking on Dominic Cavalier? I think it wouldn't be a bad shout for City to try to get him. Because I'm not sure if you've watched City play like the last couple of weeks, even like a lot this season. All they do is keep on crossing the ball into the box. Mm. But it seems like they forget everybody in the squad is like 5'11". I mean, literally 5'8". I think the tallest player out from that front, from literally from the midfield, from the... I think it's Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne is 5'11". Then the CDM, Rodri. But all the attacking players, excluding Rodri... Before people like tell us we're wrong, <laughs> like so we're talking about the brain up and other Silva, Jesus, Raheem Sterling, Riyad Mahrez. Tallest one is Kevin De Bruyne at five eleven, but 
when you see, and he's the one whipping it in. <laughs> but when you see them play, it's just there's no like they keep on crossing the ball. Like I don't like I'm like, I'm struggling to understand why they keep on doing this. Like you know what? That's not a bad shout. They Aguero's coming off uh, on age. He's always injured. Zeus is injury Jesus, prone as well. You know the thing is, Zeus. I don't really get the hype around Zeus. I really don't because looking at his numbers, they're not great. He's always injured. Every season, he gets like he gets a layoff, and I'm just not really seeing the whole. You know what is he had a good start to his Man City career early on, and he's just a few injuries here and there has really started his growth. And shall I tell you? Shall I tell uh, you who else had a really good start? Who? Um, what's the Mishu for Swansea? He did. And you remember Amir Zaki <laughs> for Wigan? <laughs> that, that, look what happened to them. Honestly, this guy's washed up. I've seen him play. This guy, they need to, they need to sell that guy to like Juventus or probably buy him. Juventus by anybody. Nah, you, I, I wouldn't say they need to sell Jesus. I say they need to definitely get in another striker. They I need think to get... Calvert-Lewin is definitely a great shot. They need shout. to get a quality striker. Let's, if they keep on trying to cross the ball... Like, there's no plan B with them. That's the problem. Like, it's just, it's just like, with us, defensively, it was so easy. When we when mm. we beat them 2-0, it was so easy. It was... You know what that is? That team, I don't know, something about them. I think very, the players there are just mentally weak. So if you just press them and put some pressure on them, it, it feels as if... They can't play football under pressure. But when a team like Fulham is just going to give you that space and sit back on you, Man City plays the normal Man City type of way. But they can't handle high press. Well, Spurs sat back and they struggled. We sat back. We let them attack. We soaked it up. The problem is between us and Fulham is we got two world-class players in Harry Kane and Hume and Son over Fulham. That's true. And Fulham have got the Paneka boy. And... Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, and oh and Carvalho, like that's a difference. Yeah, but uh, that's a good win for them. It's good to see him get some points. It's good to see um Kevin De Bruyne in the score sheet. Um. Oh yeah, the second best centre attacking mid in the Premier League. <sighs> and going on to the next game, the most important game of Saturday, in my opinion, West Ham versus United. How did you feel? Um, how does it feel cheating on the throwing? Huh. Oh god. Oh god. I don't know. You're more like I actually don't more know. like VAR United. It was just would you no listen, listen. Whether it was in, whether it was out, is it our fault that we don't have the technology to know? No, it's not my fault. It's not it's not our fault. You take what you get. Yeah. And if it goes our way, who's who who are we to complain? David Moyes was fuming that game. <laughs> he was fuming. What? Well, but listen, I didn't watch the game. It was game. an excellent finish. I didn't watch the game, but did you guys score? You guys were losing for majority of the game, right? Run me uh, through it. Well, well, before we did get the equaliser, the first half we were so poor, so 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 poor. I was surprised we was only down by uh, one. By half time, serious. Hala had an amazing chance one on one with the hair. Went past the hair. Who had an amazing chance? He slips. 
Haller. Haller. Oh, wow. He slips on the ball. No way. Honestly, if they had Antonio playing, we may not have won this game, if I'm being completely honest, but positive um, feedback, positive mentality from the players coming in second half. Brilliant finish by the snake, um, who are now referring to him as a snake, as I'll get into a bit later on. Why? Um, But when did he score? What time? He scored around the 65th minute. Ah, uh, it's not too bad, it's not too bad, it's not too bad. But when we put, we put on a redone half-time switch for Bruno and Rashford, completely changed the game. What, you put was, on Bruno and Rashford? Yeah, so they, were, they weren't playing, they didn't start the game. Um, we had Cavani, Martial and Van der Beek um, playing. They came, uh, Bruno and Rashford came on and it just opened the game up. Uh, we were stretching West Ham where they, where we was playing very narrow in the first half. Second half, we was playing v- much more expansive, getting in behind. Rashford was getting in behind, which was opening up spaces for Greenwood and Bruno, of course. Okay. And, of course, it was a brilliant finish by the Snake. And then, straight after that, excellent finish by Greenwood. Probably the one of the best finishers in the Premier League at the moment, Greenwood my personal opinion and then Rashford was the last nail in the coffin for West Ham now I don't know how I feel about this game if I'm being quite uh, to be honest because we yes we did come back from behind but it seems like we've been doing that a lot lately and if you're going be going behind every time there's something clearly wrong we shouldn't be doing a lot of comebacks we should be winning comfortably hold on now oh, hold on a minute cool. i'm trying to understand this right yeah so from your so from your end you think it's a bad that you're that you're that you're no. that you're winning look i'm not gonna i'm never gonna never not gonna take a win the winning side don't get me wrong i love it but it seems as if this season we're going, we're conceding early goals, set pieces, and we're always going behind. And then somehow, of course, we switch the flip and then we get these amazing comebacks. Why are we not flipping the switch from the beginning? Why are we not getting early leads? This goes back, we're very wasteful um, in front of goal, if I'm being honest. Um, last week, Champions League game against PSG, we should have buried PSG we played I think I believe my United is a better team than PSG we play, outplayed them in the second half but we couldn't finish our dinner says the Man United Miss some okay no we couldn't right, we then. couldn't alright if you if you had watched that game we was we should have won that game if it wasn't for poor decision making from Fred and the lack of finishing and lack of end product from Martial we lost unfortunately now, of course, the scoreline against West Ham is going to flatter Man United, but we had a horrible first half. Man United should not be going 1-0 down coming into half-time against that West Ham United Shabs. team. Not with the team that Shabs. we have. Shabs, now I need to say something to you. If Man United yep. win the next game, which is your game in hand, right? Yeah. You'd be level on points with Chelsea, who were supposedly meant to be title contenders, and you would have had a better start to the season than Leicester, Manchester City, Arsenal, West Ham, Southampton, Everton. 
of course, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not gonna take the wins. I'm gonna take the wins. It's look. If you keep going behind, there's something. There's clear issues with our defense. This partnership of Maguire and Lindelof is is not working. We always seem to lose the first header. We always seem to get players right, coming shabs. in behind All our right, defenders. Shab 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 Let's do this. If I gave you a checkbook. And I say to you, I'm, I'm um, Mr. Woodward, or whatever his name is, and you're Ollie. I said, Ollie, who do you want to sign in the back? Somebody realistic, who would you go out there and sign? That's better than Lindelof. Someone very. That's better. I would get That's better than Lindelof. Opamankano. Be realistic. That is very realistic. Opamankano. Not realistic. Opamankano is going to have many other offers. A lot of people need centre backs. There's of and course he's the best option for us. Wouldn't you say that you need a left-sided centre back so Maguire can go back to his natural right side? I don't. I don't think Social would put him play him on the right hand side. I think he prefers him in the left hand side. Okay. Okay then. I think what Maguire what Maguire needs is someone with a bit more pace, and. You know what? Not to like go into United too much. I, that's a that's a whole two episodes of the podcast I could go on about <laughs> United. But let's talk about what the snake. Let's talk about the snake at Man United right now. I'm not sure if you read today's news or the reports that's come out. What the Mister so Raiola told him that he needs to leave because he's unhappy. Yeah. Who does he think he is? My United have a very crucial game tomorrow. Very crucial game against RB Leipzig. It's a must-win game for us to go through to the knockout stage of Champions League. And his agent comes out and says, oh, he wants to leave my United. And then he gives all these reasons. Oh, he has 18 months left on his contract. I think it's best for my United to sell him in January. This, that and another. I'm like, okay, cool. You're unhappy with Man United. It's clear to see. But why release? Why? Why is that coming out a day before a very important game? Why? And then you don't come out and say nothing. No response from from Pogba's side. What is that gonna do for the players' mentality? Thinking, okay, this guy's starting, but his publicly coming out or well his agent is publicly coming out on his behalf supposedly well it is December Shabs. that he's unhappy well it is December well do this do this another time you know how many other players want to leave United let's take example for Cristiano Ronaldo he wanted to leave Real Madrid he did his exit privately he went to the manager and said hey I want to leave I want to leave United I want to go to Madrid he did that I don't understand I just don't understand. Where do you go about thinking you're bigger than the club? To be honest, I don't know who would buy him. Who would buy him? Who needs a Pogba? A washed up, wannabe, world-class player. I don't want to hear he's world-class anymore. On his day, he's world-class. What does that even mean? (laughs) What does that mean? Explain to me more. What does on his day, world-class mean? That doesn't make you world class. If that's the case, then Tanga and Dombele is a world class player. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly, I might as well call Eric Dyer a world-class defender. <laughs> because they've had a few good games. This is my Oh, God. Oh, God. Nah, he's been, I don't know. Nah, he's been poor since he's, since he's been to United. He's always had... There's always a problem. There's always something. There's always mm. some sort of commotion. It's just... It's too much, man. And I, to be honest, if I was United, I'll just... I'll cut it, man. You know, if I was United... If I was United... I'll be. This is how spiteful I am. If I was United, I'll I'll make him play reserve games, and I'll run his contract down. I don't even need the money for Pogba. Yeah, we all pay him a lot. Just run if his contract down. If I was United, down. if I was if I was United, what I would do? Quite simply, I would get rid of him. I would get rid of Van der Beek, and I'll go get myself two CDMs, two absolute solid CDMs. I'll get rid of Matic as well. Scott McTommy can warm up the bench because he's a local lad. <laughs> get myself... Oh. I'll go out there and get myself a Declan Rice and I'll get myself a Bakary Sumo from Lille or like one of those... You know what I'm you know, like Hoiberg type of players? Dennis Zakaria. Yeah, one of those and just let Fernandes do what Fernandes does and then just let those front three players... Alongside Fernandez, do whatever they do, and then then you're talking about a foundation to a good side. But the moment, let's be honest, Man United's problem is not scoring goals. We can score goals. We just can't defend, and it seems that we can't defend set. Pe- How is it that Man United can see set pieces, but Harry Maguire wins eighty percent of his aerial duels? <laughs> what does that mean? Harry, well, well, if I'm honest with you, Harry Maguire I mean, Harry... can't be everywhere. It's a team when you're when you're defending a set piece. It's a team thing. So uh, it is what it is, man. But honestly, but yeah, I think personally, he's had a good start to the season, considering everything. Um, yeah, it is, it is a good start. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm happy being. Where we are right now, from from where we started, from after the six one defeat from Tottenham, we have been playing extremely well. Yeah. But you know, there's issues at United that's going beyond football now, and I just hope it doesn't affect the players' mentality going forward. Really, but yeah, moving on from that, um, the last game on Saturday, Chelsea versus Leeds. Chelsea winning three one, quite. Com- Quite convincingly, um, oh to be honest. Giroud, uh, Giroud definitely starts ahead of Tammy Abraham from now on. Tammy Abraham Giroud. should not be seeing oh. the pitch. Oh God, Giroud! It's like it's like he's revitalized. He just well, he's just goes. I know a team. Well, he's always I know been a team that good. Utilize him. He's always been that good. He's always been that good. The only problem is that, like, I don't know. Like, he's always been that good. Even at Arsenal, he was that good. People just wasn't mm. people. People just weren't appreciating him. That guy is crazy good. Even like Didi Deschamps kept on saying that. Like, I don't think you guys understand how good Giroud is. He didn't score no goals he in the World Cup, but he's the guy like who links up the play. He does so he much. He brings for people the team, in to the play. I would. I would love his hold up. You know what? His hold up play is very underrated. I would love Giroud. That and his runs into the box are amazing. Bro, trust me, his movement's good. Oh man, Giroud's a killer, man. Honestly, he's he's been a killer since day, but people just weren't, people just weren't seeing it because he's not banging in goals. But sometimes a striker mm. needs to do more than just score goals. 
like it's a bit redundant. It's like it's like me telling you, okay, all Bruno has to do, Shabs, is just do an assist every game. But yeah, what about all the other parts of his game that are sick? His tracking back, mm. his defending, his defending from the front, his scoring. Like you can have more tricks as a striker than just scoring goals. Like, and I think like one hundred percent. And I think Giroud is, I think Giroud is class, good quality. In His contract what, is up Giroud in the summer. If if Vinicius fucks about, Tottenham Tottenham should just go get him <laughs> as a backup. You know, with Giroud, he does the basics very well. And like you said, because he's not one of those flashy type of players where he scores worldies or anything like that, he goes under the radar, but what he is, he's very clinical. He knows how to bring players involved in the play. And another part of his game that's very underrated, his footballing IQ is very, very high. Like the runs that he makes to the near post or where to where to distribute the ball and how to bring players involved is very underrated. And you know what? I never used to appreciate Giroud while he was at Arsenal, but now seeing him at Chelsea, I feel as if they played to his strength a lot more better. Of course, with the with Reese James being on fire and his delivery of the ball, oh, mate, Giroud, he might be he might be having a second coming for his career he might win the Premier League with Chelsea this year who knows who knows, man. Who, knows? who knows who knows but fair play to Giroud also fair play to Frank Lampard man it's a very good start okay fair enough they've spent about 200 and something million um, but good 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 very good but let's be honest that 200 that, that however much they spent it was good recruiting they identified the issues that they had and they solved them. They brought they needed a centre back, they brought in Thiago Silva, they needed a new goalkeeper, they brought in Edouard Mendy and look at look at Chelsea now. And, and you know what, that's all down to Lampard, like he's getting the yeah, best out of these players. And the scary thing is Werner and Havertz are not even playing to I would say their full potential. Are they not? So who knows what? I don't. I don't think they are. I think. Got to remember, this is their first season in the Premier League. A lot of the times, with these um, players coming into the Premier League, especially from foreign leagues, tend to have half a season to a season of getting used to the new life in another country, to the league, how it works. But I'm. I'm excited to see what's ahead of Chelsea's future. If I'm being honest. And I didn't think I'd be yeah, saying that. Yeah, yeah, no way. They do have some really good youngsters. They've got Reese James. He's like 21. They've got uh, Ben Chilwell. He's like mm. 23. Yeah, they've got a young spine. They've got... Uh, they're, oh, obviously, they've got Tammy Abraham. They've got Mason Mount. They've got Pulisic. It's a young squad, man. It's a, it's a very young squad. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. That's all of Saturday's game. Uh, of course, going into Sunday's game, first game of the day was West Brom versus Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace oh, winning 5-1. I watched this game. Oh, Zaha. Magnificent. 
Oh, to be honest, you West Brom were poor oh. as well. They didn't help themselves. Um, no, they didn't help themselves, but Zaha was absolutely amazing. Do you think he'll get his big move? Where is he now? He's 28 now. You know what? Do you think he'll, do you think he'll I think he deserves move? it. But where? He deserves it. Where? You know what? At, at I can see Arsenal. Arsenal needs a player like him. Arsenal needs a player like him. Who, you know what? I can't see many. Maybe a Man City, but then I think about that. Man City already got Sterling, Jesus, Mares, Ferran Torres. It's a tough one. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? I think one. maybe Arsenal, but Arsenal, but Arsenal, but Arsenal aren't gonna pay over sixty million for him. Um, nobody's gonna pay sixty million for him. Next year he'll be, next year he'll be twenty nine. It's kind of sad, really. Unless he just winds down his contract and, yeah. But at that point, how I don't know how long he has on his contract, but let's say it's a couple of years, he'll be what, thirty, going on to thirty one, coming yeah. out of his prime. I it, it, it is a very Steve, difficult one for. Yeah, Steve Parrish has just sucked that guy in, man. Crazy. Oh, mate. It's absolutely crazy. Of course, uh, we had Sheffield versus Leicester. Leicester, number two, one win. That was nice. For them. Oh, I feel so sorry for Chris Wilder. Sheffield, Sheffield. I feel so sorry. Oh. You know what it is? They're not playing bad football. It's just not clicking though, is it? Sometimes you, sometimes it's you just need a not bit clicking. Luck, man. Yeah, and luck is not falling their way at all. But what can I say, man? Leicester, Leicester doing well this season. Potential title challengers. Would you consider them a title challenger at this point? Nah, I wouldn't consider Leicester a title challengers at this point. To be honest with you, I wouldn't consider it. I wouldn't even consider Tottenham as title challenges. It would still be Man Liverpool, Man City, and Chelsea for me, because you can't compare. Really, Tottenham on a good run, right? But Tottenham, sh- like, you sh- can't really mm. put Tottenham in the title talk because of how much they spent. Like even Mourinho said, like mm. this week, Mourinho said he loves William, but he couldn't go for William because of his salary, like. There was no transfer fee involved with him, but we just couldn't afford him because of his salary. But Arsenal could, like, you can't compare a club that spent sixty million. Like, we spent sixty million yeah. this summer. Chelsea spent that on one signing. Like, we spent sixty million on seven signings, and also you got to think about it. Liverpool, bro, Liverpool just apps. They just. They just swept aside Wolves. Like it just seemed like they had another gear. They won the game four 0 but it was it was mm. so it was child's play for them. And then you got and then you got Manchester City, mm. and you can't deny Manchester City. No matter who you are, Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Sterling, Riyad Mahrez, Bernardo Silva. You got a decent centre back pairing now with Diaz and Laporte. That's pretty decent. You got a good squad there, and then obviously you got Chelsea. Spent two hundred and sixty million or something like this in the summer, and they already had a good score. They got Thiago Silva in their back, showed up the defense. Like, 
These are really the money ball guys. Yeah. So at what point would you consider Tottenham title challenges? Of course, you guys are seeing first of the league right now. Of course, <clears throat> a huge victory for you guys on Sunday. 2 0 win. If we're 25 games in. It's almost 25 games in. So let's say come New Year's, New Year's turn, Tottenham's still sitting atop of the league. In Would the you then believe? Liverpool and, uh, and uh, Man City are. Like I said, it's, it's very, like, what people don't understand about Tottenham, and a lot of people, a lot of people tend to forget, mm. is you have to look at this, like, Tottenham are trying to be a big club with their with their stadium, with their infrastructure, but mm. we can't afford the salaries, bro. Like, 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 yeah. like, like, we can't afford, like, like, bro. Do you actually think we would rather have, like, Musa Sissoko instead of Thomas Party? Thomas Party at fifty-two million was the bargain, right? To be honest, I don't understand why you guys never went for Decore. Yeah, but what you don't understand is we don't have this type of money, like, like, like even the Corey eighteen million pounds. You know we've, we've literally made like, we bought Giovanni Cesar for twenty eight million. Our highest signing was Tanga mm. and Dombele at fifty two million. But wasn't that not a season? Exactly. I don't, I, and see, this is this is what this is where I get uh, this is where I get confused. Like in terms of with Tottenham, I understand you guys just moved into a new stadium, of course. But I don't, I don't understand where is your money? Where has your money gone? Invested. Surely you must have got some TV revenue, Europa League revenue. You tell me, you 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 guys couldn't afford eighty million pound. But also crazy, another man. thing you have to keep in mind is we've also got a bloated squad. Check right now. Harry that is, that is When true. we talk about sentiment, you've got true. Harry Winks, he's not even getting a game. And this guy's a England international. Mm. Delhi Ali's fallen off a rooftop somewhere. He, like, mm. like that's just two guys I've just mentioned there. Matt Doherty, who is probably this Arguably the second best right back in the league last season, not getting the game. Ben Davis coming off a of five minutes every single game. You got um, you literally got Lucas Moore on the bench. You got Gaff Bale on the bench. You've got like, mm. but you guys got players to sell. Like you can you can get yeah, pretty but money for yeah, but, but look, see Still. now you're on that FIFA manager mode where you can think it's just easy to just sell somebody. It's not that easy. If that was the case, then. Man United would have got rid of quite a few, yeah. Well, of course, it's not as easy as. Well, of course, it's not as easy as that. But I understand what you mean by you got a bloated squad. I think, I think the only big question for Tottenham is, you guys don't really have the depth of quality. If that makes no, sense. Okay, Harry Kane comes off. Son comes off. Vinicius and Bell. Mora. Uh, so basically, that front, off. They're that all coming off three of Bale, Kane, and Bergwin, like for like Bale. No, sorry, not so Kane, Bergwin, and Son, like Son. for like well, what what we play in the Europa League? Lucas Moore, Vinicius, and Gaff Bale. Mm. Which can I say something right? Yeah. 
That is, that's like seventh in the Premier League forward line there, potentially more. That's a good backup forward line. You know, we're talking Vinicius, 25 uh, Liga Nos goals last season. Lucas Moore, a proven Premier League player. Then you got Gareth Bell. Even, bro, even at 31, if he gets to full fitness, even if he hits 70% of what was the old Gareth Bell, he's still a world-class player. Yeah. And to be honest, you're getting Gareth Bell at the tail end of his career, so is he going to be the same Gareth Bell? No. I don't think so. In terms of, obviously, from what I've seen of Vinicius, he does look he does look good. He's young. Who knows what kind of play he would turn into. Lucas Moura, he's, he's a big game player for you guys. He's always turned up for the big games and the most important times when you guys need that one goal. He always seems like he's the guy that gets it. Of course, they don't compare to the quality of Hurricane and Kingwin yeah, Sons, weekend. which, in my opinion, might be the best part. Might be the best partnership well, in world I'll, football I'll, right I'll, now. I'll be honest with you. I think, I think by Christmas they'll beat Drogba and Lampard. Right. How many? How many? They're on thirty-one. Drogba and Lampard's on thirty-six. This is prem- all-time Premier League joint partnership. <sighs> They might. They actually might. They'll, That's the crazy thing. They'll definitely do the it. The crazy this thing is, <laughs> you want to know another crazy thing? Twenty-seven and twenty-eight. respectively. <laughs> 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 That's scary. That's a scary thought. Hyung Min Son has as many goals as the whole Arsenal Arsenal no team way. has this season. <laughs> That's, oh, That's crazy. It's crazy. Did you see his goal. Did you see his goal. His goals. Class, man. Oh, mate. Absolutely. He was playing FIFA against Arsenal. It was like a FIFA goal. Guy just... The, the holding was just backing off, giving... Don't know what you think, giving humans on that kind of space. Leno's positioning was absolutely terrible. But Son... Son, he's... He's a different class. He's a different class. In my opinion, the best player in the Premier League... Best best left winger in the world Smashed at the moment. It in, man. Smashed it in, and then they linked up for the and, second. And Harry Kane. Sometimes, man, you gotta take a bow, son. That's. You, he, this guy. I, you know what? I'll hold my hands up. I thought, I thought maybe, maybe he won't be able to do it in his career. He won't be that guy that people are saying he's going to be. Look, he's on course to be probably England's best ever striker. Let's not let's not get it wrong. He's on target to beat Shearer's record, on target to beat Wayne Rooney's England record. If he does achieve that, and let's say he does win the trophy for England, can you argue that he's not the best striker England's produced yeah, at this point? You've also got like if he wins, if he wins a cup. With Spurs, but put this way: if I I generally think like he loves Tottenham so much, but if if we if we don't win mm. a trophy, he goes. I reckon this season. How many? How many season? Do you think this is last season that he'll I give a goal with Spurs? I reckon this season, and then he'll one. be off. 
I reckon. It's crazy to think he could walk into any team at the moment. Nah, any team in the world. I would say barring could barring you, Bayern. He will walk into any team. Actually, to be honest, if you Lewandowski is what, 35 now, he'll be a perfect, perfect replacement. Oh, he, <laughs> he will fit, fit that, system. that system. He would fit that system. And if Lewandowski can do it. But Lewandowski does not. Lewandowski does not no, seem like he's, he's missing not. the beat, though. So realistically, if it was to come to next season, if it was to move two hundred mil for if, him, easily, how much? How much did think, How much did Barca get Neymar for? How much did Barcelona get? I think a hundred fifty. Something crazy that I think Mbappe went that into pieces, and then you just got to think who though who would be ballsy enough to challenge Daniel Levy to a billion more. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it you know was crazy. The fact that Man United did not pay the money for him. I would, if I was Man United, right, I would have gotten the money back in shirt sales alone. And to be honest, at that time when we was going for him, we could have got him for what, yeah, 100 and something, no? And his, you would have got the money back in shirt sales alone. It's like, it, it, it's like that Roman Calderon, the one um, the one who pursued um, Cristiano Ronaldo before like Florentino Perez. He was mm. like, I guarantee you in the first season, the 80 million Real Madrid spent, they got it back on shirt sales. This, this is a Easy, former Real Madrid that. president talking to Sky Sports. I'm just sitting there going, mm. oh, this is how business works. I figured it all out. Like, Bro, <laughs> saying that, saying talking about it, Ronaldo, just a quick point to make. It's rumored that Chevrolet will fund a move for Ronaldo oh, to come back to go, Man United. Dreams. Here we no, go. No, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, well. I don't I believe that this. Well. That is the biggest I don't believe this, amount but... of crap I ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> like what type of? And the Chevrolet still sponsor like... you guys, you guys. Oh shit! Yeah. They've been your sponsors yeah. for years. Nah, let go, man. Let go. Oh, let, go of, let go of it, okay? Just let go. Dude. Bring the prodigal, the prodigal son, son back son home. is 37. He scored 170 goals. 750 goals, sorry. In his career. He, I, think he needs, I think he needs 8 or 9 or maybe 10 more to beat Pele. Something like that. No way. Well, technically speaking, Pele scored a thousand odd goals, but yeah, let's be real. Come on, Ronaldo, come on! Yeah, but I couldn't score. I couldn't score a thousand goals at Cosmos in the American League in N nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, bro! This this guy we washed it up in the American League, man, for years. Oh. It was like it was like you know when you know when you when you was like in year seven and the year eleven um, yeah. boys come play football with you and they just smashed you like twenty nil at lunchtime and you just you just think to yourself why do you put nah, yourself man, through that's that? horrible this guy yeah oh. no allow it absolutely horrible of course last game of the weekend we had. Oh god! Liverpool versus Wolves. Oh god, that was, for Liverpool. It's like the thing is, watching that game, it just felt like they that had was another torture. Gear. 
it just felt like they could have gone. Oh, if they like, it just felt like they could have gone like four, five, maybe six gears more. Mm. Like it was so easy for them. It was like so placid. It was so like I don't know. I don't know because like Wolves never had like Raul Jimenez playing. It was just awful, awful Mm. from there off. Or Wolves just had a really bad game. But yeah, yeah. Wolves is one of those teams like if they turn up they're absolutely amazing if they don't they're probably one of the worst teams in the league in terms of creating but another Salah he's been stepping up to the plate this season playing probably arguably one of his best footballing careers like seems like he is having he's going to have a monster year as long as Liverpool can keep him fit they're still being yeah. title contenders, probably till the very end. Yeah. And of course, we had today's game. Of course, they're recording. We're recording this on a Monday evening, <laughs> guys. Game between Southampton, Brighton. Southampton one two one uh, against Brighton. It was, it was a close game. It was a very close game. I think Brighton played well. Um, Southampton didn't have the best of games in, in my personal opinion compared to the previous performances they, they've shown but it's another win underneath the belt and fifth of the league what can you say Southampton having an amazing year this time last year they were getting turned <laughs> over what 9-1 by Leicester so in a year's time they've gone getting turned 9-1 to now being 5th in the Danny league. Ings baby Danny Ings and Ralph Hassan who but yeah that's our round up man that's our round up definitely definitely of course we've got this week's crucial games coming up this week um, for my United got RB Leipzig tomorrow of course must win game for us uh, in terms of getting through to the next stages of Champions League of course my United also got City this weekend as well. We've got City oh, this weekend, yeah. Saturday. So, it's a must-win game. A must-win game for both teams, to be honest. Um, and, yeah, it's just... It's just crucial games for my United. I'm not sure who Tottenham have. I'm not... Tottenham has Crystal yeah, Palace on Sunday. And we've got a league game on Thursday. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh since I left Thursday night football, I forgot yeah. Europa League was a thing. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> well, you guys, you guys are yeah, through to the through, next so round, right? The next game will, um, is about to see who is top. Ah, I see, I see. Well, let, yeah. let's see. Hopefully, hopefully you can probably yeah, get a win for no, you No, we guys. lost the last um, one against this team. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Oh, madness. <laughs> Absolutely madness. Yeah, yeah, guys. So, of course, this is uh, this week's uh, this week's episode was probably not a super long one compared to our other episodes. But, yeah, I think moving on, we're going to be doing uh, a lot more uh, releasing on Tuesdays. Let us know if you prefer, if prefer it or, yeah, I think we're just going to sign off now. Any, any, no, any that's words? That's about it, Mom? man. That's about it. So we're coming out every single Tuesday now. Um, depending on work schedule, maybe that's coming months. We might, we, 
we might start doing another one because we really do enjoy these. And um, yeah, see how it goes. Definitely, definitely. Not a problem then, guys. Catch you guys next week, Tuesday. Ciao. See ya. Bye. Bye.